Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch and review and discuss every horror movie on Netflix. Back again, I'm Chris. And Patrick. And Steven. The three together again. The three it's been amigos. So long. Trace You've been amigos. waiting for this. You've been waiting for us. You've, You've heard been... about us during the impeachment inquiry. We're <laughs> back, baby. Oh, we We're are, back. We are united. We're like the Infinity Stones. You went a whole two weeks without hearing from Steven, then you went a whole however many weeks without hearing from me. You know, we want to check in. How are you? Like, send us uh, a little update. Um, we just want to make sure you're doing okay. In the meantime, the gang's back together. We're back together. We're back. I'm sorry if we've inflicted any separation anxiety upon any of our listeners. Um, but we're but back definitely on our bullshit. Go, go check out our solo records, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the time yeah. was well spent. Oh, well, we've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fully back if, on our if bullshit. If you want to know what I've been doing... Yeah, what have you? No, we don't no, want to know you. I've You've been, been here. here. You've been here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. That joke's not going to land. What have you been up to, Patrick? I have been busy preparing a defense of Guillermo del Toro's great film, capital F, Crimson Peak, which was extremely unfairly maligned on the episode, which I was not present for. Well, you should have been on the episode. I think we're done talking. Gotta about be present Crimson to Peak. win that argument. Uh, no, I, no, I, no, I no. just want to. I like Crimson Peak. I don't have a problem with Quins- Crimson Peak. Was I talking shit on Crimson Peak? No, you were not. Uh-huh. Steven and I think Michael were. But yeah. God damn it, what an entertaining movie. It looks fucking great. It's got a sense of humor. It's just like this old fashioned, like weird ass soap opera. It's a gothic romance. Gothic actually. romance, exactly. I've never seen a movie quite like Crimson Peak. It might be my favorite Del Toro movie, but I might take that back another time. Anyways, otherwise, you guys did an amazing job last week. Thank you. Thank you. Did you know Guillermo Del Toro is an actor? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a, he's a mo-capper. He's a mo-cap actor. Actually, I feel like he's appeared in things other than Death Stranding, though, which you're referring to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I think he only did like voice and maybe face, and then they had another actor do the actual mo-cap. Mm. For for Death Stranding, um, but yeah, the the video game they, they didn't have the budget to mocap his torso. <laughs> <laughs> the video game uh, Death Stranding, which I've spent sixty five hours of my life playing since we last spoke. Um, You've now switched careers to UPS delivery man. I, I can't wait to to um, the the auteur effort from the visionary genius Hideo Kojima, uh, featuring a gratuitous performance from Guillermo del Toro as dead man gratuitous in what way gratuitous as in he's only in the game because Hideo Kojima the game director loves him personally and as friends with him and he just has the whole game is overwrought and so he has so many scenes so many scenes so much expository dialogue mm-hmm. a shower scene with Norman Reedus it's a really <laughs> it's a beautiful thing really <laughs> and where does conan o'brien fit into this oh he's he has a cameo too he's just uh he's just a a, a, a a prepper living in a shelter in the wasteland that you deliver some stuff to wow 
Chris, I can't believe that in this holiday season, we've got this short holiday season right now, UPS is concerned about being able to deliver packages on time. And instead of helping the war effort, you're deep in virtual reality d- delivering fake packages. Well, I'm, I'm training. I'm ready. And you know what? This really is a game. We're not going to have a 45-minute podcast about the video game today, even though we, I could easily do it. The thing about the game is it's really like a working class love letter like i like yeah the guy who like builds the infrastructure and delivers the packages is the guy who literally saves the world in this game Mm. he doesn't i mean there is a little bit of like shooter gameplay but he barely uses a gun he just takes stuff from point a to point b and gives you a lot and gives you wi-fi and he saves america can't that wait for incredibly tedious. It, it, is incredibly, it does sound really tedious. It is incredibly tedious. I can't wait for Kojima to do a commercial for Bernie. Yeah, um, that might be foreign interference in the election. Ooh, could be. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so all enough right, about back to Amon where we talk about all the hot topics. Yeah, enough about mail. Let's talk about nails. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Beautiful segue. Beautiful segue. Where do we where do we begin with nails? Yeah, so do we how, begin with the beginning? How did you guys pick nails? So Chris entered like nine billion movies into the wheel of death. And yeah, every movie um, manually, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. One every, by one. Every movie that was on Netflix, he etched them onto a stylus that we didn't watch. We loaded into a randomizer, and it picked nails. And I gotta say, more like the wheel of pain. I would have preferred death, but I mean, not to, not to tip my hand in my review. The wheel uh, has nails? such sh- s- yeah. I can never say that right. The wheel has such sights to show us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I lost a fucking horror movie trivia contest on that. Well, no, I tied a horror movie trivia contest on that question. I would have just won outright, and not had to take a tiebreaker question if I had remembered what fucking movie that line. Was when from. did you go oh, to a wow. horror movie trivia contest, and why wasn't I invited? It was on Halloween night, actually, and you weren't invited because. Why didn't I invite Man, I have a feeling Steve this is going to hurt whatever it is. Drama! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going to have to do a couple more shows without uh, you, I think. <laughs> we're going to cut to a commercial break. We'll be back after these messages. Um, so, Nails. It's an Irish movie. Steven says it's from 2017. I believe you. The internet says it's from 2017. Okay. Um, it's an Irish film, which really got my hopes up, because, of course, there's no better Irish horror film than A Dark Song, which mm-hmm. is one of our favorites. Mm. Um, and you know Ireland has that weird thing where they publicly finance art and it's a beautiful thing I have to say I was shocked when I found out it was bankrolled by the Irish film council or whatever when I saw it in the credits because I learned like nothing about this movie in advance I went in very cold and I was shocked surprised not shocked I was surprised and delighted to see that it was not American just because I like the variety yeah, I like the variety too. Very simple story. Broad strokes are there's a woman named Dana who is hit by a car while jogging in the first minute of the movie. Yeah. And she is uh, semi-paralyzed, I guess. In- Paraplegic, that's what they call that. Yeah, but... It's a, she, she's sent to a hospital or like a rehab facility specifically for para and quadriplegics. Yeah, yeah. So I guess her legs don't work, but they don't really... That's paraplegic. Okay, She's in her hospital bed, and, you know, she begins to be haunted by some specter that has fingernails. Yes. And that's basically your movie. It's basically Gerald's game for much of the film, <laughs> except, like, there are there are other figures on the periphery who are really not all that important. They don't accomplish a whole lot. Um, there's, there's a lot of subplots that are maybe... A third of the way delivered. 
I agree. Um, we'll get into that when we when we talk about our our reviews. I have a lot to say about how there are like there there seem to be like there's hints at themes in this movie that are never fully developed and they don't really connect with the action at all. But how about that opening scene, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, that's what I was gonna say. Let's start at the beginning because I mean, this movie cuts to the fucking chase. Like, I mean, we see Dana get up, get out of bed. She does some yoga. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of shots for doing yoga. Like, why do I need to see this much for no, doing yoga? No, before that, isn't there a prologue where we see a child having his, their nails clipped? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes, the, yes. Oh, like yes, opening yes, credit yes. shot. Yes. A creepy nurse dragging his feet and his hand cart down the hallway of a eerily lit hospital in Ireland. Yeah. Clipping off a, a dead child's... No, she's alive. She was alive? I think so. I think she's alive, yeah. I think she's... Okay. So he, he clips a young girl's... Uh, the young girl in a hospital, but he clips her fingernails, puts them into an envelope, writes her name on it. Very creepy stuff. Immediately, I'm glad we had an answer to why this movie was called Nails, because I was expecting, like crucifixion yeah. or something. Oh, nails on a chalkboard, which actually we get a little bit of that too. I was expecting like big ass, like like nine inch steel nails. Nine inch nails, yeah. baby. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect any of that, but I also didn't expect fingernails to play so prominently into this film. I, I don't to like see someone get nailed. I wanted there to be a guy with a nail gun creeping around Ooh. pinning people to the wall. That's into a it. signature. Into it. Here for it. Yeah. Not that movie, though. So, yeah, anyways, there's this shit with fingernails. And then we, we get to our heroine. She does yoga for an oddly long time. She's jogging. There's this, like, pop song that plays behind her in a very awkward fashion. Oh, my God. Like, we watched a- it Allison with, with the yeah. Y said it was like a Snow Patrol music video, which is yeah. exactly right. There was a moment where the music never kicks seen into... one, but I believe it. Yeah, and there's a moment where, like, the music kicks into high gear, and it's like you're expecting some, like, triumphant moment. But no, she's, it's still this woman that we don't even know really yeah. at all running. It's an unmotivated drop that happens like mid-shot uh-huh. while she's just running from one side of the screen to the other, but it's fine. Whatever. And you know what? It it totally worked. I mean, it was silly. It was ridiculous. It was cheesy. But it totally worked because I forgot I was watching a horror movie and then she we're blindsided because she gets hit by a fucking just car. Just out of nowhere, she crossed the street and then, blam, she gets hit by a fucking car. I laughed. First, like, two minutes of the movie or something. So, that, you know, I appreciated that. Plastered. It but, didn't but, fuck but around. How many was, times have we seen shocked. that? We've seen that so many times. We've seen that in particular? What are you talking We've about? We've seen people get the jump scare where someone gets hit by a car. Or their car gets hit by another car. But not that like, soon in the movie. Yeah, like I'm thinking of Anguish, where like the girl gets out of the car and gets plastered by a truck in the first 30 seconds of the movie. I don't remember that. Oh, well. I don't know. It was it was effective to me because I think it was especially effective because I found the yoga and the running stuff so silly, especially with the music and how much just, again, there was a lot of shots for doing yoga. You seem to be really fixated on the yoga. I feel like there was literally like two shots. It wasn't we a can one. We can check the you tape. Know what, There's though, a lot of there her were doing least, yoga. There you were at least five poses morning her doing okay. yoga. I remember she did, she did the warrior two pose. I'm not even kidding. Oh, someone. Down, oh, it sounds like someone was paying a lot. She of did. The, it's yoga. all coming back. To I don't remember. Poses. I saw a downward dog that I was like really pleased was not shot from like gratuitous I sexual that angle. As well. um, she did. She the, does a little uh, the Sphinx. Uh, is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Sphinx pose. Um, she, I mean, she was doing a flow. She was doing. She some definitely vinyasa. did. She touched her toes. She yeah. does the 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 shy tuna. Well, this is all. She does the camel walk. <laughs> she does the hypocrite. <laughs> 
just keep it coming. <laughs> they have um, a crate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's all to show, or, or to show, like, how limber she is and how active she is and, how, like, how... I mean, well, yeah, it's bullshit because we don't really ever learn all that much about this person. Like, oh. I, I, they're not giving much of a reason to care about her, but but it's it's to show that before she gets hit by the car and becomes paraplegic, um, she had an active life. Yes. she had um, a very strong control over her body, discipline. If L- you know. Let me let me come back to this paraplegic thing because you're right. She's in a hospital for paraplegic. She's paraplegic, but it they really don't give you a lot of information about her condition in this movie. No. And it seems like she's expected to make a recovery and return home. There's not really any indication that she's permanently disabled. No, and I don't know how that works. I don't I don't know enough that, like, you can recover from that kind of spinal cord injury. No, I think that's inaccurate. I don't think she's expected to recover from that. She's got the fucking, uh, like, pins in her arm. She's, I don't know what you describe that as, but there's a, a like, metal cage that's, like, holding her arm in place because her arm got fucked up and she also had a head trauma that she was briefly dead from so she's like recovering from all that shit right. then she goes home she's not going to be able to walk when she gets home but if it maybe yeah. it's a neurologic I don't remember if they established whether her leg is like a spinal cord injury and she's never going to walk again or if it's a neurological thing from hit smashing her head on the car and she might get better but I don't think no, that's never. I mean, you're right. That's never established. Never established. But I never it, anticipated that she was going to be recovering from the paraplegia. Um, yeah, I. I thought everything seemed temporary because um, they do say things like, well, you're not ready to go home yet or something like that. I don't know. They don't establish it one way or another. And this, there's a couple of fucking holes in her head. And this is a movie that just doesn't really seem to care or about her condition or really have a lot of interest in being technical about what's wrong with her. Basically, she's in a hospital bed and she's confined to the bed and that's the premise. And so whatever. You know. I will say I found it somewhat refreshing that we don't have somebody like walking in with a with a clipboard twice an act, you know, explaining what's going on and how she's improved or any y- of that. Yeah. That would have been tedious. But I would I guess I would have liked to know more about like, you know, what what is specifically what is specifically wrong with her and like what are the odds of her surviving it? Yeah. Or recovering I, it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't need the doctor's report. I it was all I, I need to. I I knew everything I needed to know, which was that she is in bed. She couldn't move. She has a fucking tracheotomy, which is just ugh. That's that just pushes my buttons right there. Like the tube down the throat. She can't speak. She needs a computer. She like types on the computer that speaks for her. It was all very like ooh. But just, also, I, I think it was deeply all with her condition. Bullshit. Because I'm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think you can get ventilated like that. And if you do get ventilated like that, I don't think that you have the experience that she had in this movie, where it's like she can still pretty much breathe and talk on her own but she's also on a machine so who, who were we talking to last night who knew was it allison who knew something about tracheotomy yeah said that yeah who, who allison knew somebody who had a tracheotomy she said it was basically accurate really you ventilate a tracheotomy i didn't but know i mean that. to me i don't care i don't care either. i don't need this they, to be 100 percent medically no. accurate like the human senate no 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 no, no. i well, <laughs> Okay. Um, Whoa. I I don't need That's to the human n- centipede's tagline. Guys. I don't, Come on. I don't. I think the I don't care about the accuracy of the details. I think what I'm getting at is I need the rules of her condition and her situation to be a little bit more clearly cut, especially when you get into stuff where there's like ghosts switching off her ventilator and stuff. Um, I don't know. It's like Gerald's game. You know what her problem is. She's fucking handcuffed to the bed. It's a very clear thing that obstacle she has to overcome here. It's like, well, does she have a head trauma? Is she hallucinating? Do her legs work? Can she breathe? Who cares? She's stuck in the bed. Can we talk about Joel's I mean, game for her, a brief second? Her legs definitely didn't work. Well, how is that even a question? 
I mean, I guess I understand why it's a question whether she could breathe or not, but I, I, there was never a question to me as to what her condition well, you was see or what her, the limitations You see were. her in the bed, like, doing, like, pull-ups on her fucking thing, and, like, I was her expecting work, to yeah. see, like, when she, I thought there was going to be a sequence where she, like, makes up her mind to get out of this hospital. I was expecting, like, a Kill Bill thing where she's, like, staring at her feet and she makes it move, and then, like, you know, she can start to have some more control. I don't know. It's just, I, I'm just, I see what you're saying. I don't need the, the medical guy to come in and give the whole diagnosis, but it just when you have her in peril i want to know kind of what's in the way of her going home what's in the way of her fighting this monster hmm. etc okay hmm. anyway you want to talk about gerald's game oh we, i mean we, this we, is we like did do that once <laughs> <laughs> um this is not super relevant but i want to say it before i forget i was just i remembering that i was listening to an interview with stephen king a couple days ago and apparently um to figure out like what exactly the predicament like what the chance the protagonist in Gerald's game, like, what were her odds? Like, how was she going to get out of the, the cuffs and get out of the bed? And he couldn't figure it out in his mind, and he thought of all the ways it could go wrong. So apparently he, he had a son, who we know is Joe Hill. He called him upstairs, and he tied his son to the bed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say his son tied him to the no. bed. He tied Joe Hill to the bed. He was, he was like 18 or 19 or something, and just, like, watched him squirm and try and get out of it. And he he couldn't. There was no way. He tried like every oh possible God. maneuver. And apparently, uh, Stephen King's wife like came up to the room in the middle of this with no context for what was happening, not knowing what he was writing about. And when she asked what was going on, Joe Hill just said some dad shit. <laughs> That's the, there's a biopic I want to see. I want to see the Stephen King and Joe Hill story. Or, or a documentary. I just I want to know more about their relationship. Paul Dano is Stephen King. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> why I thought not? you were going to say as Joe Hill, but sure, why not? Sure. All right, back to the movie. I'm with Chris. It, it, it just didn't really feel like there were stakes because it didn't feel like this 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 scenario was like very well thought out. It didn't feel. Te- I didn't want it to be super technical, but I wanted some thought put into that for it to like ground me in reality. Otherwise, I'm left with a woman that I barely know who's being treated terribly by pretty much everybody around her. She's not being listened to. It's a really frustrating experience, and not in like a th- an artistic way. Like I kept expecting this movie to like have something to say about um about like women not being listened to or whatever, but. I don't think no. it does. There's a lot of anxieties about being stuck in a hospital bed or having anything wrong with your body, and this movie doesn't seem to want to play on any of them. I well, disagree strongly with all oh. of that. I reacted, I, <laughs> I, I reacted viscerally to all the human stuff in this movie. The supernatural stuff, which we'll get to, not so much. Didn't do much for me. But I was very invested in just, I mean, to me, that's one of the most horrifying situations, just being confined to a hospital bed and being unable to move my legs, unable to talk. All of that stuff just got to me and fucked with me and made me feel so uncomfortable. And I also empathize with that character a lot because, yeah, we don't learn a lot about her, but I didn't need to know that much about her. I learned a lot about her while she was in the hospital bed, and I really enjoyed the actress's performance as well. I thought it felt very natural and very, um, I don't know, I just connected with that performance and that character a lot. Yeah, she was good. She was in The Descent, actually. It was like, really? I was, yeah, picking my brain while we were watching, trying to think of where I'd seen her before. She's good, but there is something that, like, I don't know. Like, I could see it. 
I just don't think this movie handled it very well because I do like the idea of a protagonist that can't really talk, that relies on a machine, that can't move, that's in this horrifying situation. I agree. All of that stuff could have been really good body horror because the, the that's a scary situation to be in, to have, you know, a concussion, to have a tube in your throat, to have your face, you know, peeling off and not be able to move your legs. I, it didn't do anything for me the way it was presented in the movie, though. To me, Any of that. To me, that's psychological horror, though, really. It's not even body horror. I, I mean, yeah. The, it, it could. I, I guess I was saying, like, it, it could have had an element of, of body horror yeah. with all those elements, and it didn't, and didn't have to, but I think I might have connected with it a little bit more if it had. Mm-hmm. So, so here's my problem. What's the conflict in this movie? The conflict in this movie has nothing to do with her physical condition, really. It's the, true. The conflict is she's being haunted by a creeper with nails. And her physical condition is just kind of the excuse to keep her in the bed and keep her from doing anything about it. Well, there's not right? just that. There's another, there's, a, there's another level of conflict, which is that she's staying in like a very corrupt facility that doesn't have any interest in taking care of her. it doesn't seem like it's a hospital and it's a i don't know it seems it's like a i think it's like a private privately owned it's, rehab it's facility. not a great advertisement for like socialized medicine this movie <laughs> it, it's a nor, hospital nor is it an indictment of socialized <laughs> medicine like it like most things of this movie i found it just kind of went straight oh, down yeah. the middle no it's it's, it's not, like that, it, that would have been interesting if no that was somehow in tied into comment about medicine the thematic fabric of this movie but it wasn't instead we just have i mean in, in horror movies like rarely are doctors a good thing rarely so with, good thing. but you guys do this all the time you always try and think of like themes that could have been in the movie and you know obviously i love a thematically rich movie but i, I just i don't i don't see a point in the exercise of oh it could have explored this theme i you know i not do no. that though i'm I mean, just joking about that oh, but, okay. but I'm, I'm not quite joking I, I start to talk about that stuff when the movie doesn't do anything for me and I'm like well how could it have been better I just didn't connect with this thing very much at all so my mind started traveling to different places thinking like oh I really wish like this would happen next no, okay that didn't happen let me give you a thought that I had this is another one of those Chris rewrites the movie things um, and maybe you'll think it's a horrible idea wait is this an episode of Chris rewrites the movie <laughs> um <laughs> We need a, a we theme, need a theme. song. Yeah, get on that, Steve. I was thinking about what what would make me more interested in this movie. And I mean, despite the good performance, I just thought it was very uninteresting to have a protagonist that we didn't know anything about, who didn't really have any agency over her circumstances, couldn't really do anything except scream when the creeper comes out of the closet. And so I thought, what if you changed it so that her daughter is the one who's fucked up in the bed, and she's still chained to the bed because her child is there? And there's a creeper, but she actually has the power to, like, you know, do something. I don't know. Chris, you've done some good rewrites. You've done a lot of good rewrites. A lot where I'm like, holy shit, that's a great idea. This is not one of them. Because that, that I would mean, basically that... just be a possession movie. Like, usually that's, like, the, the parents trying to help the young girl who's trapped in a situation. There are, you know, outside forces. In this case, it would be the medical system and not, you know, Satan who are who are trying to, to intervene and take over the girl. I don't feel like that would be any more interesting. I mean, the horror of the situation is in her immobility in the fact that she can't do anything and that no one else sees it so she's being gaslit like if you have a mom there who is mobile and can see it and believes the daughter i mean talk about losing your conflict well the daughter would not be the protagonist the daughter is the the daughter would have no agency of her own she might be in a coma who knows 
but there's something menacing the daughter, but you at least have a protagonist who can make decisions and talk to people and, and fight a little bit throughout the course of the movie with the same exact problem, which is this thing's coming out of the closet with its nails and it's spooky. And but why even set in a hospital at that point? Why have the Why even set character? nails in the hospital? You could set this because movie Because the central anywhere. horror is that she's immobilized. <laughs> Just, you could be immobilized anywhere. Her car could have gone off the road. You could be in a restaurant waiting for your check to come and there's a guy coming out of the bathroom with nails. Okay, so sure. And they decided to pick a hospital. I mean, right. like, what... Right. So I'm just saying because the hospital element and the woman's condition seems so arbitrary, I'm just trying to think of a way where you can make the the, the story more interesting and the protagonist more interesting and give me more stuff to hang on to than wondering, oh, is the orderly going to believe her this time when she says, I thought I've been coming out of my closet? Because we know he's not going to. How, and how many mm-hmm. times can you run that scene? I don't, I, I don't get how your version makes that more compelling, but I feel like we're going too far down. Yeah, we're getting deep that. in the weeds. Okay, so here's what, I mean, it, it didn't do anything for me, but it works. I understand why it's set in a hospital. I mean, one, like, most people are afraid of hospitals, or at least have icky feelings about them. Yeah. And in, the, like, sort of the, the, what sort of keeps the movie moving along and keeps us supposedly invested in it, though I wasn't, is that, like, we don't know much about her. She suffered this trauma, but also, I believe, a concussion, right? So, like, she's kind yeah. of... And she can't really speak. So or some she, sort of So she trauma. might be kind of an, you know, not, not unreliable narrator, but you know what I mean? Something akin to that. So, like, the first few times she sees the ghost, like, we don't know whether or not she's crazy. and But then, like, real shit starts to happen. Like, the, you know, her respirator gets shut down. Things start getting moved around inside of her, inside of her room, and so, like that's uh, that's on paper interesting. So and see, that's an interesting point because I never and, and and this came up last night too when we were talking with Allison about it. I never doubted her. I never saw her as an unreliable narrator. I I completely accepted her as my protagonist, and that what she was saying was real. I never had a sense of conflict, and that's I don't have a point there other than it's just interesting the different perceptions there. I didn't either, but it seemed like that's the way that they were trying to. That it was written, mm. and it was just not not executed very well. I never doubted her sanity, I guess. Oh, huh. You know what? I don't want to get theoretical. I'm going to sound like a complete film snob right now. But is she a protagonist? She has the most screen time. Does she do anything? Does she make any choices? Does she change it all over the course of the movie? Fuck no. The only protagonist in this movie is the orderly who like starts off saying, I don't know anything about nails, and then he learns about nails. That's not true at all. She right. makes choices. Take, take that Just the fact it. that she's immobilized, this is a pretty ableist argument you're making here, Chris. <laughs> she makes some pretty wild choices, actually. I mean, well, she, we'll she, research, she does the research to try and find to find out. I mean, she does find out who Nails is, which we, I don't know, I can't explain that enough. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we haven't, <laughs> we are, I, we haven't talked like, about the this orderly. This is insane. Can we talk about yeah, the orderly? Yeah, let's talk about, we gotta, let's establish who Nails and the orderly are. I just have one question. Is the orderly a piece of shit or not? Oh, no. He's the hero of the movie. I just really? said he was the hero of the movie. No, fuck him. Yeah, he's the only thing weird about him is that he apparently works, you know, 120 hours a week at this hospital. <laughs> oh, well, and also the fact that he's, like, fucking, like, rubbing her leg with the body wash. And he's like, you know it's what, time though? for Mr. Body Wash or whatever the fuck That's he exactly how it happens in, in a hospital. No, and he did both, it in a very okay, weird no, way. No, he didn't, it's, actually. I just got... We both got... Because we Patrick and I watched this together last night. Like... I didn't know what he... Because, I mean, I'm making 
unfair judgment, but because of I've seen we've all seen movies where there's like someone in a hospital bed that's being mistreated by the staff and it happens a lot in real life. I just assumed that he was going to do something creepy to her, but instead he just puts the he puts the lotion on the skin, <laughs> but he puts it awkwardly no, high up on the on thigh. No. It was just the the way it was done was very odd. And then I also later when he's rolling her over on her side, I didn't like that. Either. No, this is listen. He has this to is because she has it's bed a sores. hospital. She's got bed uh, sores. Listen. He never gropes her. He never says anything no. like sexually provocative. Exactly. Exactly. What? It's all it's very low-key. It's very... No, this is never show him doing anything. Oh, and she no. never complains about it. This Don't is, like him. This is ridiculous. Not no, that doesn't mean she... Listen. I'm sorry, victims of trauma. Listen. I know it's hard to speak up. Um, listen, to my, <laughs> listen, my mom's been in the hospital. I've been spending a lot of time in hospitals. There's no modesty in a hospital. Your male nurse comes in. He needs to do whatever to you. He needs to rub the lotion on your skin. He's going to do it. That stuff happens. It's I'm it's, it was totally fine. That guy was a straight, Didn't straight like shooter. Him. Got bad vibes. Well, and I think I was supposed to get bad vibes. No, I don't think you were. Cause the guy, no, the guy's a stand-up guy. He's the only one there who believes her. And he starts off being like really mm, no. apathetic. He hates his job. He hates the. He hates the. You know, he feels like the infrastructure of the hospital is just like crumbling. And then, then he helps her. And right? he does not. He's not the only one who believes her. He sort of starts to believe her when it's already too late. Whatever. Anyway. Didn't well, like him. All right. Well, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Didn't like him. Anyway, we find out that, you know, Nails is basically the ghost. I'm not sure if we've established that. Nails, the, yeah. the, the guy we see clipping Nails at the beginning of the movie, he apparently killed little girls mercy, mercy under his care. Well, that's he how they were mercy killings. That's how it's know. described in the paper as mercy killings, but when it's... The more we learn about it, the more it sounds like he just killed some. He girls. just killed them, and he thought he was. It, doing it wasn't the right like he thing. was doing Who some Kevorkian shit. Because he was like a, you know, he was an abused child. He had his own psychological problems or something, which you could go down that path about that being a problematic backstory. Um, and then he saw some bad nails when he was a kid. Well, yeah, it's very, you know. And I had this. I I think I mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street when we were watching this last night and I was reading reviews today and like almost every review is like, eh, like this whole, he's basically just like a shitty Freddy Krueger knockoff. Like his origin story is like somewhat similar. The whole thing with the nails and the way he drags the nails on the hallway as he's coming after his victims. Yeah. That shot of him dragging the nails on the wall was very Freddy, I guess. But that's, that's our, that's our antagonist. That's our spook. Yeah, and and so he hanged himself in the closet at the foot of our hero's bed. Gnarly our, ass our, closet. Our, Can we talk about that closet? Our quote unquote. It hero. looked like the work shed from Evil Dead or Evil Dead mm. Two. It was horrifying. There was and, all kinds of weird graffiti inside it, and this is the thing that pissed me off about this movie again and again and again. Nobody is acting rationally in this movie. Like there, there's this creepy ass closet with like occult shit written all over the wallpaper, and everyone just pretends it's not there. Oh, and the wallpaper looks like like flesh and veins. It looks like the fucking torture room from Videodrome. <laughs> and, wow. And, and, I wish it had looked that good. Or maybe that's how there's some texture in Videodrome I'm thinking of that looks like a mixture of like 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 tree bark and flesh. Huh. I don't remember where that comes in that movie. Anyway, it's fucking gross and weird looking and no one seems to think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. No one seems to be 
using a brain in this entire movie even like she's like oh god there's this thing coming out of the closet and it's it's haunting me and they're like all right we're gonna install some cameras so they install a bunch of cameras that only like apparently connect to her own laptop and she has to monitor them herself in real time well yeah it's because well it's because they're they're patronizing her like no one believes her I, I don't understand and her what, husband is what like, sensible des- decisions you're expecting people to make that they didn't make. No one believes her. I guess I just don't she's understand why nobody cares. I mean, like, she's surrounded by terrible people. Yeah, her husband, we should mention, is is banging a new athletic oh, chick. What a side, What a subplot. Chris, Great let subplot. me ask you a question. Yeah. What percentage better does this movie get? If the husband is played not by the poor man's Liam Neeson, but by Liam Neeson. <laughs> He'd be the hero of the movie. He'd yeah. be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, leave her in that hospital bed. <laughs> I mean, he looks God. he looks a little bit like Neeson to begin with, and I was just like, oh, man, this would it's be so Irish. much better if Neeson was here just, like, delivering these cold-blooded the, lines. The weird thing that stuck out to me is, I mean, we the, the movie did a good job of suggesting and illustrating the possibility that this husband was fooling around with this kid on his team without really being overt about it until down the road his team being he's he's a track coach and or something she's on it yeah, what does he like say that. about her because like she she's like how, supposedly he like helping him she's a winner she doesn't she quit. never says doesn't say no doesn't say nothing no. like that <laughs> she never quits she doesn't um, say no and she's, like, and oh, she's first shown on his cell phone he shows yeah. her a self he shows his wife he shows dana a cell phone video of this girl ashley i think her name is running on a treadmill and it's just she's in like, like in like pumping her arms yeah almost slow <laughs> it's motion like just slow like grinning mo- it's such a i don't know i mean it's just very on the nose and they, side they piece, established honey. that uh that 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 he left his wife for her for dana I'm sorry, say that again. The hus- Dana's husband left his previous wife for Dana. Oh. oh I yeah. guess I missed that oh, detail. Yeah. So that's another thing that's like in the back of her head. Oh, he's a serial oh, philanderer. Anyway, that, was a, that was a good subplot. That was the most it's interesting part of the movie for me. I relate to that too hard. Ooh, yeah, Patrick's taking a drink. <laughs> I mean, you get weird scenes where like uh, Dana is FaceTiming with her teenage daughter and then at an odd hour and like this, this teammate happens to be in the house. Why they're FaceTiming... When, when Dana can't talk is kind of an unusual thing. Like, why don't they just instant message instead of her typing? They want to see each other's faces. You, I, yeah, I would not but, want to see that. But the mom's face, yeah, especially the, on like but a she wants to see her daughter's face. See the face, fine. See the face, fine. But when you're talking, why don't you just type in the instant message instead of typing into your speak and spell, spell and speak, and having the computer talk into the FaceTime? Why don't you just type into the FaceTime so she can read it? It's been done. Is there FaceTime? I am. I don't know. There, back in the day, there used to be video There's chat where you could. I, you're 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 getting. Mm, I don't know. You're nitpicking too much. What the fuck? Again, I don't want to be you know cinema sins over here, but yeah, you are. Yeah, you're like ding. <laughs> but it was. I don't know. I hate All it. All right, Neil. You got Cut it out. <laughs> you get the. You get the, the. Chris, Chris, can you can can you insert a cinema sins ding every time you point out a flaw in this movie from now on? No, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to align myself with that. But, like, she's got this text-to-speech, and, like, there's the one part where she's like, is anyone there? Is anyone there? And the voice is like, is anyone there? Is anyone there? <laughs> like, it's, like, two different intonations of the same phrase. I don't know. I can't. Uh. I don't know. Little things like that just pulled me out of the, pulled me out of the experience. Uh. 
I don't know. Uh, You got the teenage daughter, the scene where the teenage daughter goes on a little, like, random sojourn through the hospital ward and, like, just knocks over random shit and, like, sees a screaming lady and, like, comes back. (laughs) That was, I mean, that was fine. (laughs) And runs into the director and the director's like, I don't know. I'm I'm done. Yeah, because the director's just hanging out in the abandoned wing that no one goes to anymore. Is there more to to discuss before we go to the spoiler room on this? I don't think so. I don't. I mean, let's just re, let's just review this shit. We'll go down to the spoiler room. You know, we'll clip our nails a little bit. Yeah, mine are getting. Just a don't long. leave them on the floor, all right? That's gross. I mean, that's what the spoiler room's for. You know, there's bones <laughs> down there. There's hey, shh. Don't oh, shut the fuck up about the bones in the spoiler room. Oh, should I clean up the body? Don't, don't, oh. don't. Oh, this is this is going out. This oh. is going out. Oh. Jesus, oh. I haven't been down there in a while. I don't know this what guy you guys are talking about. This guy. Anyway. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? I feel like I feel like um, the audience can probably tell what Chris. I, I, I feel like Patrick's movie. the wild card. I, maybe I'll save him for last. Um, I savor being the wild card. I feel like I'm on the wild card on a fairly regular basis. And uh, you know what? I love it. Uh, Steven, screw it. <laughs> screw this movie. And I mean, I'm not going to say it was a slog. I enjoyed myself. Had I watched it alone, I would have been miserable. I watched though. it alone, and I was like, "How can I get out of watching this movie?" I was like, I, I, I wanted to just turn it off. That's my review. Wow. Sorry. You, you, I, <laughs> I, so I read the Wikipedia plot synopsis. Those are not often reliable. This one na- <laughs> nails it. It was nailed totally unintentional. I'm, I'm very sleepy on this app, if anybody can't tell. Hopefully the caffeine starts kicking in soon. Um, but it's pretty accurate. You could have just read that and saved yourself the, the trauma. Um, yeah, this movie, just there's nothing original or unique about it it doesn't have any style I, I i think our protagonist performance is really good um she's very striking and she does the job well with what she's given to do other than that i i this movie just didn't really have any redeeming value for me whatsoever especially with that ending which we'll get into in the spoiler room um that that might have taken this from like a very low cue it to a, a hard screw it for me chris yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I don't want to be too scathing, but this might be my least favorite movie that we've watched for this show. Wow. Damn. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've watched some garbage. There was just nothing for me to latch on to. You movie. hated... Okay. Wow. We got to do this again. You hated this more than Amnesiac? Oh, Oh, dude, more than dead awake. Be afraid. Uh, I, I, be afraid is anguish, citizen, which I like. Be I know afraid you and angu- anguish are Citizen Kane compared to this movie. Wow, um, you did latch. So I mean, I, you did. You found the the only. I, I'm, I'm semi speechless. So you didn't relate to this protagonist at all. Like just did. So I mean, you can nitpick all these other things, but you didn't find anything interesting or something to connect to with this protagonist the the, per- I didn't. the performance was good but i knew nothing about her character i could not get invested in her circumstances because it was clear that her whole lot in life was to be in this bed and never make any intelligent attempt to change her circumstances mm-hmm. and i just yeah, couldn't re- can, can i ask a really hard yeah, question no. go watch misery and then come back and watch this about movie misery a lot during and, and tell me about what you can do with someone who's stuck in a fucking bed and oh man the mind <laughs> like, just reels <laughs> like it's not even in the same league all she does is sit in the bed and anytime you think and i can't discern like 
she tries something and it doesn't work from she tries something and like the screenplay just just half asses it like the camera stuff like uh, what would you have done in that situation that she didn't do i mean all, all i was thinking was like well yeah i talked to people probably no one would believe me i try i i, I don't know i, I didn't it felt very real. To I me. don't know. It's not my job. So, like, I don't know. What I'm saying, you have a character. She's in a bed. She can't do shit. The thing comes out of the door every night. It's, oh yeah, and we get that. We get like a lot of just like cheap ass hokey scares. Like the first time yeah. we see the the Moonlight Man, as I kept calling him, we were watching this. <laughs> he did you know, he does like that. that thing where like he cocks his head he's standing in the corner and he cocks his head to the side and then back to the other side and like that's supposed to be scary that's supposed to make me feel terror for her jump scares worked on me i that some of the some of the most shocking jump scares that i've seen on netflix oh my god when the when the daughter drops all the medical supplies in the room (laughs) that gave me an anxiety attack i understand all all the subplots were half baked the a plot was just like watching water drip from a leaky faucet I just it's like watching an IV drip. I couldn't find anything to get attached to in this movie. Let me ask wow. you a quick question. I really didn't like it. God bless everyone who made it, but it, I hated it. God Screw bless it. them. I wouldn't go wow. that far. Um, who'd you find more relatable, the protagonist in this film or the baby in Cargo? <laughs> <laughs> the protagonist in this film. Okay, okay. <laughs> but wow. then, like I'm saying, make the protagonist a baby. You know, I don't know. Whatever. I said my piece about that. <laughs> Patrick, make the protagonist Baby Yoda. Patrick, make <laughs> yes. I would love to. I mean, I want to see Baby Yoda. I don't want to see Baby Yoda with like facial wounds and paralyzed oh, that's legs. That's true. That'd no. be sad. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I'll, I'll give this a cue. It. Um. I like I said, really enjoyed sort of the human drama of it and just the the practical stuff, the practical limitations of being stuck in a bed and having this tracheotomy and all this shit. That was all like super real, very visceral to me. The supernatural stuff was pretty blah. I I didn't care to see the Moonlight Man like leering his way into a close-up for the 9,000th time as he like opens his mouth. And by the Moonlight Man, I mean nails. He was scary looking. Who has not figured out that we're calling nails the Moonlight Man. Um... The ending in particular, which we're going to get to, this might be a little closer to view it territory for me, if not for that what the fuck ending. That ending was <laughs> holy shit. That was disappointing. We'll yeah, get into something. it more. I will say, however, though, that the ending and things that we're going to talk about in the spoiler room did yield one of the only moment. I can't even remember the last time that I like actually closed my eyes because I didn't want to watch something. It's been years, and there's a moment during the ending of this film where I went, Ugh, I just I couldn't watch what was on screen. It was that like repulsive and just horrifying to me. So wow, we'll get to that. High praise. Pra- I don't remember what that could have even been. I'm curious to hear that. All right, let's Looking lumber. Let's it. lumber down these these stairs. I got the nail clippers. Yeah. Oh, all right. Good. All right. Um, I bite my nails. So go go watch nails or don't. The choice, as always, is yours. Uh, feel free to join us in the spoiler room in a second. And we'll spoil everything. Uh, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I can't take any more of that. I have to finish. <laughs> Don't put the oh. mic back up. Oh, God. <laughs>
Headphones off. Uh, he's just dropping his nails all over the floor of the spoiler room. We're gonna we're gonna sweep them up and we're gonna put them in you envelopes. Any, you got any envelopes? Patrick? We're gonna write Patrick on it and we're gonna mail it to a, a fan who buys a T-shirt from us. Sorry guys, keep going. I, I just got like four more nails to clip here. How Go many ahead and talk. Fingers? Have you ever noticed Patrick has fifteen <laughs> fingers before? Uh, what was that movie, The Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T, or is it Two Thousand Fingers? I have no idea. You know what I'm you're talking, talking about, about. live action Doctor Seuss movie. I have no two idea. and a half fingers to go. Well, oh, fuck. God. While he's doing that, spoil the damn movie while I finish. Yeah, my spoil nails. the damn movie. You know, let's just fucking this get into fucking, it. Yeah, if you've been wondering who that shit. who that little girl is at the beginning of the movie, it was Dana. It was Dana the whole time. Who gives a shit? I don't. It's like but apparently the Moonlight Man gives a huge shit. So that's the, that's the reason that and 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 guys, I'm done clipping my nails. Oh, right, hey, look, gr- let me see that Leah. shit. Let me let me see that shit. I mean, fingers out. Oh, I thought you wanted to see the nails. <laughs> I, mean, I can see the, I can see the nails. The nails. Oh, hell yeah. Aren't they beautiful? I'm going to call you the well-manicured man from now on. Ooh, what I've been dreaming of my whole life. Um, yeah, so I guess that's, you know, because one of the... She had, she had spinal meningitis. Wait, what? wait, wait, Chris. A young girl. If I'm the well-manicured man, Steven's definitely the cigarette-smoking man. Who are you? Um, I'm trying to think of other X-Files characters. Isn't but... there another man? There are, but none that apply to me. There's a crew cut man. There's a Hispanic man. Obviously, I'm neither of those. God, it's sad oh. to me that, that that has become my fate. I remember watching that show as a kid, being like, I'm never going to smoke. <laughs> I'm never going to touch a cigarette. Dude, it looks so cool, though. You are CGB spender. All right, anyways. As uh, what's his name says, Ca- I Carl guess Geralt Bush. <laughs> I guess I'll be the only one who looks good in pictures. Um, <laughs> I can't wait until you get old enough to smoke out of your like trach hole. Oh man, I can't wait either. I'm just waiting for these vocal cords to go. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of trach holes, yeah. So so Dana ha- had meningitis and was in this hospital as a child. Apparently, doesn't remember it, and that's kind of one of the mysteries hanging over the head of this movie, where it's like. How come she can see this ghost, but apparently no one else can? And she actually at one point Googles, how come I can see ghosts that other people can't? Yeah. Great, great on the nose Google search. That's how I use Google too. Yeah. Holy shit. Why am I on a podcast that she, I don't want to be on anymore? And is, is this, isn't this the part Just where kidding, she... Just kidding, I love you guys. <laughs> um, isn't this the part where she lands on the web, the website of that like internet like psychic woman? Yeah. She's yes. like one of those people that like... You see their business card in the local like quirky gift shop, and it's like they do tarot readings and Reiki, and they carve runes in wood. They sell CBD. They sell CBD. They give massages. They're not licensed, but they give massages. They'll clean your bathroom for $9 an hour. They'll, they'll take they'll, your kids to school in the morning. They'll list your old clothes on eBay. Well, and, and, and she's Irish, and she has a video where she's talking about, you know, whatever. She's talking about the third eye, and she refers to the third eye. The third eye. And, and me and, <laughs> me and Steven said <laughs> we, want to, we want to have a band called Turd Eye. Blind. <laughs> oh my so God. look for that. You know what my favorite album is of what? all time? Big Stars Turned. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favorite record label is? Mm. Turd Man Records. Oh. You know what my favorite TV comedy starring John Lithgow is? Turd Rock from the Sun. <laughs> Anyway, well, we've exhausted that one. None, none oh, that. I think we could go so much you know, further you know what my with that. Classic film noir is what <laughs> the Turd Man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jesus. Um, 
Everyone, yeah. everyone think if you can think of anything else that has third in the yeah. title. Tweet, so, no, tweet us. So tweet I guess Nails, yeah, Nails has an actual name, um, but no one cares. He was a nurse. Yeah, it's like and, Angus Winslow. And, of course and, and he has an actual name. Nobody's going to name yeah, their child Nails. It, it's hilarious no, it's to me. Nickname. It's hilarious that like his name is Nails. His nickname is Nails. And so she's like frantic trying, it was Nails. It was Nails. I don't know. I just thought it was a funny name. Yeah. Like, oh, the boogeyman's named Nails. I don't know. Whatever. So he's coming back for her, basically. He's coming back for her, I guess. Yeah. You know, but with the Irish accent, he couldn't get it sounds her when a little like Niles. Sounds like, it sounds sounded like, like a normal name. Sounded like Niels to me. Niels. Yeah. Well, it, his name was like Nilsson or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he like failed to get her, so he's back to like get her. I guess. Um, culminates, basically, an, an arbitrary point in the plot. They're like, oh, all right, let's get you out of this hospital. The, the the daughter basically takes the lead on that. Daughter puts her in a wheelchair. After Nails has already fucked over both the dad and the mistress. Yeah. Well, they deserved it, if anybody did. Yeah, I mean, at one point, like, Nails somehow shows her, like, FaceTime of the dad and the mistress making out at home. So, yeah. you know, they're, you know, officially not good people. Yeah. Good, good for Nails. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe Nails is the protagonist. Yeah, what, what if Nails just, like, came out of the closet with, like, a manila envelope and just, like, handed it to her back in the closet? <laughs> All his hotel receipts. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, the daughter is wrestling her out of bed, and it, this is the moment where I had to... I didn't look away, but I closed my oh, eyes because I, I couldn't handle, about. like... They rip the trach tube out of her fucking trach hole. And, like, a tracheotomy is just, like, sort of horrifying to me to begin with. But just to, like, see it forcefully ripped out, I was like, oh, I cannot deal. I thought it looked like it just kind of popped out. Oh, it was, it was just horrifying. Like it was very loosely fit in there. But you weren't looking. I, I saw a shot, okay. and then I closed my eyes. To me, it looked like it wasn't even really, like, snugly fit in there. It just was like, whoop, all right. That was nasty, and I just, ooh, I cringed so hard at that. Yeah, and, and it, I mean, that a good way. Out too, just seeing the hole and like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, for the rest of the movie, like, she's walking, well, not roll, walking around, she's rolling around with, like, the hole in her throat, and occasionally she covers it up. I feel like not as much as one would actually need to if you're wandering around with a fucking hole in your throat i don't know how that works <laughs> she could get an infection maybe i don't know but th- then it basically becomes the movie picks up a little bit and i started to get into it like yes just, just as i was about to die of of boredom i kind of got a second win in the last like 15 minutes 20 minutes of this movie where it kind of just becomes a little fun haunted house romper where we're running around the hospital corridors pushing a wheelchair things are popping out crazy non sequitur shit like the woman in the next room who's like dead and somehow laying on a gurney in the middle of the hallway open to the public like comes to life and is screaming beautiful stuff beautiful um, stuff <laughs> nails is, is is scratching up the hallways like freddy uh, all, every character you've seen in the movie is is there to talk shit or get killed. You know. So I I thought many I, I wasn't crazy about the haunted house stuff necessarily. Like I thought nails scra- scraping his fingers along the wall was kind of silly, and I wasn't big about the the corpse. But I was invested in this scene because I was invested in those characters, and they seemed to mostly be making smart decisions. And I was invested in that chase working out well. What I'm talking about when I say smart decisions <laughs> okay. is they get to the elevator. They're they're going and i mean the uh dana is in a wheelchair her daughter Gemma is pushing her through the corridors because Gemma can't i mean because dana can't walk so they're like hammering the elevator button the elevator's not coming and so Gemma starts to like try and push the wheelchair down the stairs which made sense to me i'm like yeah we have to get out of nails way 
Dana ends up falling out of the wheelchair because obviously it's hard to push a wheelchair downstairs. And I was like totally invested. I'm like, holy shit, the stakes are upped in a big way. This is playing out logically. Oh, I read that scene a different way. And I thought it was, I, it looked to me like she just tried to go down the stairs in a wheelchair and just ate shit. And I was like, well, that's why we don't go downstairs in a wheelchair. No, Gemma was trying to push the wheelchair down the stairs and then she lost control. I didn't realize it. it was an accident. I thought like Dana was like, this is a faster way to go down the stairs. Nah. <laughs> nah. But they get downstairs nails is pursuing them they slam the door on nails and then all of a everyone sudden everyone else is dead by this point yeah everybody's dead basically um the fucking orderly who may or may not be a sociopath is dead the dad's dead the mistress is dead the Gemma hospital director is dead the hospital director the, is dead the, the like dr dracula or whatever his name was the shrink john voight john voight he oh looks, my god we haven't talked about we haven't him talked about john voight he looks just like john voight america's most lucid political commentator john he yeah. all of a sudden appears at the side of the bed and i was like oh my god is he just gonna start telling her about how donald trump is the best president <laughs> we've ever had I thought that's he was the a greatest ghost. horror I thought in this he film was a ghost. i did too nails, i was convinced that he was part of the supernatural thing that nails was going on. has made his every move correct yes exactly <laughs> the liberal media doesn't want us to have is nails. john void a trumper oh, oh my, my god. god we have some videos to Listen, show you speaking of elder abuse yeah if, if, <laughs> if, just look up john voight's like crazy ass twitter video he's just apropos of nothing posted just two different videos where he's just like staring directly into the camera just, just talking into the ether yeah uh, just talking not particularly eloquently about how great Donald Trump is for no real reason. Like he's on downers or something. Like, yeah. And he's saying, very saying stuff like, this is the greatest time in American history. Donald Trump is the best president we've ever had. But the media won't say that. And like, and this goes on for five minutes. Yeah. This sounds like, like right-wing extremist ASMR it's, to me. Yeah. You know, it is hypnotic. It is yeah. hypnotic. And okay. I thought the, the performance in this movie was hypnotic. This guy, John Voights, the 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 poor man's John Voight, or the no, rich man's John, John Voight. Voight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, <laughs> nails. They so they slam the door on nails. They lock the door. They're like it's. They're almost to the end of this chase. They're about to get out of the hospital, and all of a sudden, Dana has like an inexplicable change of heart that is not explained in dialogue or anything. No. and she tells Gemma, "Go." She unlocks the door. She goes back to confront nails. She gets fucked up in a really dumb scene where nails like somehow like levitates her and like slams her around and the roof of the the ceiling of the room it's clear almost from the very beginning when she goes back into the room because of how they play it that she is just going into the room to sacrifice herself to nails yeah why fuck if Don't i know it was a, i mean there's got to be another alternative to this and it was especially upsetting to me because like i said i had developed this really personal investment in this character and i was very invested in this chase where they seem to be making smart decisions and getting away from him and all of a sudden it's just really for no reason i mean because nails didn't care about Gemma; he was out to get what's her name and it seemed that he didn't have powers that extended beyond the hospital so i'm like get the fuck out of the hospital it plays like a like maternal sacrifice yeah but but for no reason but why there's yeah it's no, not earned what, there's no evidence that that's what's happening and that right. they couldn't have just ran away and been happily ever after. it's it's like okay Gemma. she's like oh Gemma, you came to save me 
I'm going to sacrifice myself for you, and then we will have completed our mission. And Gemma you saving run me away. getting the fuck out of here. It makes no sense. Like, no. like obviously, Gemma stays there until she's good and dead and the body's cold. Like, Nails could have still come after Gemma if she, he could have gotten through the door and he had cared to. I don't know. I There had to be something that was just cut out or something. Or they, they got to the editing bay and they were like, fuck, we forgot to film five pages. <laughs> no, I just don't. I don't think that whoever wrote this really cared. I think they just wanted a shocking ending. Like, oh, you, you like one of those just kind of... Um, kind of surprise not twist ending but just kind of a surprise you know hammer over the head ending this is like all right protagonist is dead now let's remember though that's not the actual ending there's an even more inscrutable ending that comes after that yeah where we're we we go back to dana's former hospital bed her laptop is sitting there and there's video i don't know if it's live or recorded or what of her sitting in the bed and nails seemingly in human form not in his demon form like coming to clip her nails nails and i had no idea what to make of that i don't know nails is killing nails came back for her because he wanted to take care of her in the afterlife or something and now they're doing that what oh do you think that was like the afterlife on the laptop or something it was it was definitely a different realm I think it was. I want to believe that that's the case. I don't know, but it didn't work. I mean, even if that's what they were going for, yeah. I I almost like that if it had been better articulated. Anything they could have shown me at that point would have just been a shrug, and that was a shrug. May, there are like there are two lines where characters make vague overtures to the idea that you know, that Nails wasn't a bad guy. He was just trying to take care of these girls. So he just misunderstood. Like maybe he's just, he's just an excitable boy. And so now he's <laughs> now he's got Dana in the dead world and he's gonna take care of her or something. But I don't I don't know. It's Andy cut off her nails. <laughs> excitable boy, they all said. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When, so when she went back into the room, I had no idea that she was just trying to kill herself. And I was bracing for like, I was like, oh, this is the scene where she's going to fucking like stand up out of the wheelchair and hit nails with a chair. And I was ready to see that. I was like that. Have a a little fight, you know? She's been, you know, because again, I thought I didn't know she was like permanently paralyzed. I thought she was trying to like rebuild her strength the whole movie. You see her doing the little pull-ups in the bed and everything like that. So I was ready for her to do what John Voight does in Pearl Harbor by Michael Bay. (laughs) Whoa, Michael Bay is Pearl Harbor. John Voight plays Franklin D. Roosevelt in Pearl Harbor. Wow! And like, there's a scene after the the bombing of Pearl Harbor where he's like trying to get his cabinet on board to like go to war with Japan or something, and they're like, "Oh no, that's impossible!" And Franklin D. Roosevelt, who's like in a wheelchair with polio for the whole movie, like strains and he fucking stands up out of the wheelchair and he's like don't tell me what's impossible or something like that and then wow. goes to war that's with great Japan. writing wow you know what this is the thing people can make fun of michael bay but he understands like how to have just a fucking dog food moment where it's like you know <laughs> a dog what does it mean like you just throw the dog food down and we eat it up <laughs> I love that. Oh my I've god, I do too. Before. You know, like like oh, like man. just a just a cheap, unearned, but emotionally resonant a moment. Dog Michael Bay, food Michael moment. Bay is a genius and he knows how fucking dumb. That's how he's the rest built of the his career. Is. I mean, that's how he's built his career. All his movies are like shitty movies that, that are just haphazard as fuck, but have like two scenes that hit people in the heart for no good reason, except he's like is in touch with basic <sighs> human feelings. Whew. 
You know what? I I wish we we're putting took, that one in the lexicon. I, I wish we took video of the show because like Chris is normally like when when Chris gets fired up, when you get fired up, I, if, I don't like referring to you in the third well, person. You're right here. Yeah. When you get fired up, your your hand movements start are just up. so like for the last hour they've been all over the place. It's delightful. It adds a whole other dimension. Well, I did to what just drink this Mountain Dew Kickstart. Yeah, mm. you finished that. Oh yeah, mm, he's kickstarted. But um, yeah, you know, so so I feel like that would have actually felt like it meant more. Like you know, she stands up, and, and you know, even if she just gets murked immediately by nails, she stands up and is like, "Stay away from my daughter!" You and then bitch. He just, yeah, and then he just claws her anyway. Like that would have been like, okay, this is cool. Here's someone who's been passive, and now she's actually taking a stand. Whatever. It would have would hit us in the feels a little more. Yeah, I mean, for all I've defended this film, I cannot defend it anything about the last like five minutes of this it was all very like what even i i was not connected to this film or our quote-unquote protagonist at all i was still audibly upset by that yeah bizarre i just can't imagine a worse ending i can't imagine yeah it's yeah. hard to imagine anything anything happening being less satisfying and more stupid it's almost like not to continue the pearl harbor theme too much but it's almost a kamikaze mission I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Um, <laughs> that was a real dog food moment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like anything, I'm just trying to like if you involved aliens in the last five minutes, or you had like you know the U.S. Marine Corps smash through the hospital and be like, "There's nails," and just lit them up. That would have been more interesting. It Dude. felt like Repo Man, where like it, <laughs> where it feels like there's like a, a real missing from the movie, and then it's intentional. Like it felt like there's just there had to be something more there to make sense of all this. Dude, dude. All right. <laughs> no. I fixed it. I fixed it. Jay shows up. Oh yes. I would have been I would have been giving this movie a standing ovation. Mm. This would have mm. won the palm de or of my heart. Mm. Um That's a very coveted award, the palm <laughs> the palm door of Chris's heart. Um I'd like to win one myself. Here, here's 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 a movie. This is this would be hilarious. The palm of gold of Chris's heart. Yeah. I feel like or stand, it means gold. You have the same gold palm. Yeah, the golden gold golden, golden palm. palm, yeah. Why you, not? You have the same woman, same same conflict, except like nobody bullies her at all. Like you know, because in this movie, people are like, "Yeah, we actually play know. the theme for Chris rewrites the movie again." We know about nails. We know about this. You know, in, in the movie we have, people like are aware of nails, but they're kind of sweeping it under the rug, right? Same movie, but no one knows anything about nails. Just nobody believes her. Everyone thinks she's crazy. We don't know if she's crazy. There's no evidence of nails, and then like they're running out and. <laughs> Then they get to that like cafeteria room where, where where she eventually dies. The fucking SEAL Team Six smashes through the windows, and they're like, "There's nails. We got them." And they just light them up. Sure, sure. <laughs> or they run outside, and 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 there's a there's like a a huge oh police God. force, and there's a, a a detective with a microphone. He's like. Nails <laughs> come out of the building. <laughs> like the joke is, everyone like there's a nails is an internationally known figure. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, that that was great. Those are all great dog food moments. Yeah. All right. You but, know what? I mean, you know we, what I'm tired of talking about I've, nails. Yeah, I feel like we need to wrap it up. You know, I, I want to yeah, throw out I need here. To go to bed. Yeah, seriously, I want to throw out before we go though. We got a little piece of listener mail the other day. So you know as. As you all, as you the listeners may know, we have t-shirts that you can wear. They have our logo on them. You can put 
us on your body walk around and tell all your friends, hey, you should listen to this thing that's on my body. Do you, you know? You can wear them and you can, there's a lot of stuff you can do with a t shirt. You can, you can wa- put it in the washing machine when it starts to smell or if it's it becomes a good soiled idea. or stained. Yeah. You can, so you can clean it. Um, I would recommend not putting in the dryer because it will shrink. And these these are a good slim fit. You can f- you could fold it up and keep it in a drawer in your bedroom. If last you like to. last episode, you told everybody to get a size too small because you wanted to see them in their tight Amon shirt. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just like well, like I said, it's, it's just slim enough. Listen, that already- take your sizing information from the website, not from us. Um, you, can, hey, you can hang them in your closet. You know what else hanger? you can do? If if you know someone who's uh, paraplegic in the hospital and not in complete control of their body or their wardrobe, you can dress them in a Amon shirt. Against their will. That's a questionable yeah. decision. And if they have a creepy closet in said hospital room, fill it with Amon shirt. Fill shirts. it with Amon shirt so there's no room for nails. That now that's a good friend. That's that a, be, that's a that's great move. Need. Yeah. Someone's coming out of my closet and be like, you know what? Hey, we're gonna take all this shit we got in the hallway, all these chairs all these boxes all these gurneys with the dead woman from next door we're gonna put them in this closet so there's no room for nails and the best part of it is we sell 200 t-shirts yeah anyways i bring this all up because so we told you about this shirt and if you've seen the shirt design it's based on the classic maxell blown away design where like there's the dude in the the chair and the the speaker is blowing his hair back we kind of did a take on that where there's like blood coming out of his tv it's blowing his hair back whatever and we incorrectly stated that the dude in the original commercial was peter murphy from Bauhaus. steven said this and i completely backed you up on this because i had heard it too yeah Listener Ant, I believe his it's name was. Apocrypha, it turns out. Yeah, Listener Ant set us straight on this. He said, it's not Peter Murphy. It's some random dude. Um, it's a model. It's a model, yeah. I think he was actually... a photographer. Yeah, he was like a makeup artist or something. It was his like main trade. And in addition, Ant, if you're listening, we found out something even more interesting. So Peter Murphy... We're not entirely incorrect. That's the interesting part here. The, really, the point of this story is we're not wrong. That's the that's the biggest takeaway is we mm-hmm. weren't wrong. No, fuck no. We're never wrong. Peter Murphy was in the UK version of this ad, which uh, I did look up. Maybe we'll put it online somewhere. It's, and it's and it leaves a lot to be desired. They yeah, definitely refined the concept. Yeah, they definitely refined the concept for the American version. But Peter Murphy was involved in the original version. So See, I, you, you know, know, I grew little, up reading the, the British thought. music press. In, so in, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's in these polarizing yeah. times, it's good to just be able to say, you know what? You're not wrong. We're not wrong either. You know what else is good to do in these polarizing times? Go to every horror movie on Netflix.com. Click on, um, well, sure, do that. We'll troll you back. But more importantly, first, before you troll, oh, even before you troll, click. Most people just jump to the troll. I know. See, and and I'm trying to reprogram your brain a little bit. So it's going to feel even better before you troll if you go and click the merch store link and buy one of our shirts then you'll have supported us and it's like you've given us some money and so you'll hate us a little bit because mm-hmm. you have given us some of your hard-earned money so the trolling will feel even sweeter yeah, we, you know what kids we're, we're beating the horse to death listen uh, listen up kids no go no. into go into mommy's purse have you seen nails nothing ever dies look for look for um some some green and off-white uh paper and a rectangle shape you're going to want to put that in an envelope yes and send it to write your name on the front of it with a crayon <laughs> <laughs> no, no return address. No return address necessary. No, no children, get the get the little plastic card out of mommy's purse and go to every horror movie on Netflix.com. 
click the merch store link. Also get Mommy's phone. Make sure and to look, and look the, up every horror movie on Netflix, the podcast, and subscribe Mommy to it. And also rate it five stars while you're there. And after after Mommy makes a purchase at the grocery store and she's typing in numbers on that little keypad, pay very close attention. Make sure to write those down um, on a, on a slip of paper and yes. develop around the back of the cart. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what are we doing next time <laughs> on every horror movie on Netflix, guys? Oh, also follow us, Amoncast, E-H-M-O-N-Cast, on all the socials. But yeah, next Chris, time... what are we doing? Next, next time, time is a special event, guys. You it's know what? It's December. Season. It's the holiday season. And it's time to do our year-end episode. We did it last year. We ranked all our favorite like shit of the year. We ranked our favorite horror movie. We ranked our favorite movie that we watched for the cast. Our least favorite movie that we watched for the cast. And we also gave out the Spirit of Jay Award. And we're going to do all that shit again, except for 2019. Yep. It's going to be a party. Gonna we're going to get around the fire. We're going to get a little Going to drink a cup of old Lang Spicy Lang. eggnog and some CBD. And we're going <laughs> to talk about all the things we did this year. So fucking join us. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there. But until then, catch us online or don't, you know. Buy our shirts don't or not. Give them the option not to. All yeah, right. don't don't beat around the bush. This is non-negotiable. Yes, you're right. in. If you're listening, you're part of the family. Now. Mandatory. You're Amon family. The family. We support each other. All right. Well, that'll be coming out next week. You won't have to wait two weeks like usual. So that's a little holiday treat just for you, our loyal loyal listener. But uh, that's all we got for 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 this week and for nails. So catch you next time. For every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Steven. Goodbye. Goodbye.